You are listening to the Becoming Yourself podcast, your bi-weekly dose of self-discovery hosted by me, Veronica Tai, and me, Elena Gieses. We are a lifestyle and personal development podcast created for women who feel like they might be living the wrong version of their lives, but know that they're capable of something much bigger and better. Our promise is to deliver authentic content to help you develop a better relationship with the most important person there is with yourself and see what incredible impact it can have on all areas of your life. Welcome to the journey of becoming yourself. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Becoming Yourself podcast. Today, Veronica and I, we are going to talk about um, something that we both feel like is so relevant this time of year. And this something is loneliness and self mm-hmm. sense of isolation um, during and leading up to the holiday season and winter time and shorter days. Um, and um, especially during the COVID. I know it's been, can you believe, Veronica, that it's been almost a year since we went on a lockdown? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's and, kind of crazy. I think I've been a very good sport about it, and now it's kind of getting to me. So I'm glad yeah, we're doing this episode. I know, and I think it's this lockdown, I think, looks very different for different people. But I definitely... Um, learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about isolation. I learned a lot about feeling of um, loneliness and um, solitude, which um, I would love to discuss with you. And yeah, this is sort of the topic of the day. And we're going to talk about how we are dealing with it and how we both are finding connection during this, this time. Absolutely. I think even at the best of times, without a pandemic that's happening throughout the year, the holidays can be a very lonely time for some people, especially if you are living in a city or a country by yourself, not close to your family, or maybe there had been some family drama and you don't feel as connected as you want to be. And now with this layer of the pandemic kind of coupled over it or, uh, toppled over it. I can't find the right word. Uh, Layered over it. There we go. That's the word. With the effects of the pandemic layered over it, we all are a little more separated and disconnected from our loved ones more than usual. And I like that we're talking both on loneliness and solitude because you can be alone and be cool with it and feel at peace or you can be alone and feel lonely. And I think uh, many people have felt both throughout the year. Yeah, for sure. And what what does loneliness really mean for you? I love how you framed it. And, um, you know, there, it's the big, biggest paradox of life that we can be surrounded by people and be lonely, but we can feel the strongest connection to ourselves when we're in solitude. So I really love how you framed it. And I would love to know what loneliness really means to you. Yeah, I think, yeah, let's do our thing and talk (laughs) about the definition of the topic. So when I think about loneliness, what that means is like what causes loneliness? Loneliness is actually a state of mind. It is indeed a mindset thing because And I'm saying that because you can be alone and not feel lonely, because you can be around several people and still feel lonely. So what's the difference? The difference is how you're perceiving it. When we feel lonely, we are missing the human connection that we crave and how much human connection is required for one not to feel lonely, it all depends on you, who you are and what you need. I think the introversion, extroversion scale definitely comes into play. Another thing about loneliness is that I think the key word is disconnection or lack of connection. Lack of connection with other humans 
including ourselves. Have you ever felt connected to so many people around you? Like as if you knew them, like the back of your hand, and you had those kind of intimate relationships with them, and yet you felt somewhat empty because you don't know yourself and you get lost in those relationships. So that's another form of loneliness as well, when you're disconnected from yourself. How about you, Elena? How would you you just- you literally described me pre-COVID. <laughs> seriously. No, seriously. I have to admit that I always thought that I was an extrovert. I work in PR, so I'm always going <laughs> events and parties and surrounded by people. And I don't think I've ever been lonelier in the mm. in, in that environment, right? And I always would seek that um connection, but it will always was fake connection, right? I never was myself really. So I think when it comes to loneliness or connection, it's it's actually all about the quality of connection because mm-hmm. I could be surrounded by a lot of people and even sometimes with my family. And I know for a lot of people, holidays are coming up and, uh, and a lot of people are dreading holidays because Um, It means being surrounded by people who you are not connecting well with. And sometimes those people are our family, (laughs) which is very unfortunate. But you can be very lonely, even surrounded by closest people. So pre-COVID, it's like the biggest, the craziest thing for me is pre-COVID, I was so... um, disconnected, even though I was surrounded by people, but it was um, um, so good for me to be alone and sit with that loneliness and find that solitude with myself and connect with myself. And from that place, I was able to bring the strongest connections. And some people, unfortunately, had to fall out of my life as a result of that. But those people who stayed, Um, I feel really good about. Amazing. Yeah. And just like any big topic or big uncomfortable feeling that we talk about, there are so many layers to this and the complexity of it is what gives it its the richness. Uh, I think the question that comes out of what you just shared, Elena, is, okay, if we're feeling lonely, why can't, sometimes why isn't it good enough just to reach out to a friend and start hanging out with a friend? And why does it still feel empty if I go out to, well, back when we could, when I go out to tons of different events and it still feels a little bit lonely, it still feels a little bit empty. And I think that really comes into the territory of feeling unseen and feeling unheard. I don't remember where or who I heard this one from, but I totally resonated. There was someone who said, everybody likes me, but no one's like me. You know, being the life of the party or being at many, many parties and being able to interact with a lot of different people. But like you said, Elena, it's the quality of connection, but people don't really know you. And I think that's part of the loneliness as well. And I think you just hit the nail on the head with saying that's maybe why we sometimes feel lonely around holidays, because we are going to be around more people who we don't really have that quality connection with, feeling Mm -hmm. unseen and feeling unheard. So in unpacking loneliness, (laughs) what is the first layer that we want to pick through? Let's pick through uh, the layer of what do you do when you feel, oh, another thing, sorry, it's just coming to me now. Another thing that you said, Elena, which is the loneliness was actually, it was a good thing for you to be isolated for a little while because that helps you better understand what that loneliness is. And you guys, we've said this before. We've said this when we talked about perfectionism, when we talked about self-esteem, when we talked about boundaries. These emotions that feel so uncomfortable aren't bad. They're not something that you need to push away right away or to ignore or avoid. In fact, if you push away and ignore and avoid it, that is how you stay stuck in the same position. If you're feeling lonely, there is something there. There is something that it's trying to tell you. 
And when you are able to unpack that message, then you're able to participate a little bit deeper in your own life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and to, to that point too, um, I know we, we talk a lot about connecting to yourself and that is like one of the most important connection we all need to create in our lives. Um, and, and that's what I really experienced because being surrounded by people, I felt like I was lacking confidence to be myself because I was so disconnected with myself. And that's why so much energy was uh, directed at um, being who I'm not seeking validation, seeking approval, attention, people pleasing, right? But once you spend enough time with yourself and this this isolation sort of was a blessing for me. Like I see it as an opportunity that I created for myself because um, it also coincided that um, the beginning of pandemic coincided with me being single. So I really looked at it. At the beginning, I had my highs and lows about it, but then I really embraced this time because everyone, I think, can find something negative about their situation, right? Some people might be like, oh my God, I have like three kids, a husband, I want some alone time, right? And we're all stuck in in this apartment or whatever. And I at the beginning of the pandemic, I remember I was like, oh my God, everyone has their families with them, right? And I'm here all alone and let me, me, let me be miserable. But you know what? That passed and I really looked at the positive side of it and I really tried to embrace it. And I really used this opportunity to connect to myself and to really learn about who I am and who I want to be and who, what people I want in my life. So that sense of solitude, I know we talked about this discernment between loneliness and solitude. I think the biggest difference is that loneliness is coming from a sense of lack. It's that choice we make how we're looking at the situation, what you said at the beginning, how you perceive your situation. And uh, uh, so that's, that's loneliness. And solitude is coming from abundance, which is a choice to look at your situation from a completely different point of view. And this is what I chose. And that was the best decision ever. Amazing. I love that. Uh, I, yeah, absolutely. It's the decision that you make lack versus abundance. And also with that said, though, I know that loneliness is a mindset thing and that solitude is such an abundant gift. The connection that you make with yourself is beyond any other connection. Like the fulfillment of it is beyond any other connection that you could get because it all has to start with yourself first. And then I'm also, curious. I'm curious. Uh, oh, sorry. No, you go. <laughs> I'm curious how, how pandemic affected you. I know I, you sort of, you worked, uh, it, it, it was very sort of, you didn't change. It didn't change your life too, too much, but I'm, I'm just curious how it affected you. Thanks for asking. Yes. I'll absolutely share that with you just to finish the, the next thought though. So, uh, you guys who are listening, you know, what's to come. Um, so this whole loneliness thing, yeah, yeah. It's a mindset thing. And yes, it very much has to do with interconnection and that interconnection is going to create a fulfillment that you could not get from anybody else. And also, loneliness is a freaking difficult feeling to sit with, and it totally sucks. So I get it. If you're listening in and you're like, ladies, ladies, yeah, 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 interconnection, blah, blah, blah. I've already like worked a lot on it. Please, I'm dying. I feel like I'm isolated. We hear you. I totally hear you. And that totally leads me to uh, answering your question, Elena. So when COVID first happened, I, <laughs> such a weird reaction, but I almost jumped for joy. Was it hard? <laughs> Absolutely. I was, I'm, I'm empathic. So I was definitely absorbing the nervousness and uncertainty that was around, but I had this amazing sense of gratefulness 
All I had ever wanted was time, time to think, time to create, time to get more of my work out in the world. And holy moly, I was granted with this thing where the rest of the world also had to shut down. So I didn't feel exactly like as if I was behind. And I was like, oh my goodness, thank goodness that uh, I get extra time. So uh, it was actually kind of an exciting thing for me. I, aside from, again, it was still hard, but I could see the silver lining in it. And I saw it pretty clearly. It gave me an opportunity to go online. I started a YouTube channel, something that I wanted to do for a very long time. And so there was that air of excitement intertwined with uh, like the difficult challenging uh, feelings of uncertainty, anxiety, and the uh, messing up of your day-to-day life. But at the same time, like I said, uh, they, they coincided. The difficulty, a little bit of grief, and the gratefulness. I definitely erred toward the gratefulness, just grateful that the people around me were safe, that I was, I was safe, and that I was okay, that everyone I loved was okay. Okay. And then I got tired. So I definitely experienced a little bit of COVID fatigue around July and August that the feeling of like, oh my gosh, I'm just tired of having to be careful with everything, tired of not seeing people. And that's when things started to, if there were lessons that were supposed to come out of this, and if it was supposed to be a little bit hard, <laughs> that's what, that's when it really started for me. And it was really just in the past recent months that I, I was able to admit to myself or not that I was avoiding it. I think I just wasn't seeing it and I was getting coached and it had come up that, yeah, I'm so grateful that throughout this whole pandemic, I had been lucky in so many different ways. I'm so lucky to be in Canada. I am so lucky to have a roof over my head. I am so lucky to not have to worry about finances. Like in the, in the sense that it's not like I'm afraid that I won't be able to make rent. You know what I mean? Like things have changed, but it's not like, oh my gosh, now I need to eat canned beans and I don't know where my next meal is coming from. I'm so lucky that that doesn't have to be me. And that isn't anyone that I know around me. And also this was when it dropped and I, there was just a wave of emotion that overcame me. And also it's hard and that's okay. I guess I hadn't been looking very closely at the part where, and it's hard to sit with uncertainty to start something. So for example, I started teaching classes again for yoga and that was fantastic. But then, you know, one or two months in, we shut everything back down again here in Alberta and it's Mm -hmm. annoying. And I don't know how or when to make my next move. And I'm lonely. I really am. I miss my friends. I miss seeing humans. (laughs) That's one thing that I learned throughout this pandemic. A lot of my business is held online. I connect with people online like you, Elena. Like we, I think we've formed such an amazing relationship Online, we met each other once in person, and like that sealed the deal. True, but as as connected as I feel to you, there is something to be said about being around real humans, like in person, not via a screen. This is so interesting because I don't feel the same way. Ooh. Okay, tell me about you then. Like, yeah. see, like what I I actually share a very similar feeling that you've shared when you when j- pandemic just started, you sort of felt that wow, right? Like it was sort of exciting. And, like yeah, it was like, oh thank goodness I have more COVID. time. <laughs> but I think a lot of people like me who was pretending to be that extroverted girl, yeah, was finally given a permission to be alone inside locked down and I really embraced it and I have to tell you not that I'm not needing human connection at all but I've scaled back 
tenfold, no, a hundredfold <laughs> on my in-person connections. And I love it. I'm thriving on it. I'm no longer having those meaningless connections. I remember that I used to fill my nights after work, meeting with people, just not to be alone. I would, I remember times when if I had a free, I never had, my calendar was always fully booked. I had always scheduled people to meet after work for coffees, for lunches, you know, and even if I had that odd night, I wouldn't go home. I would go to a shopping center, right? Or like I would do something social. But now I, please just give me a book, (laughs) you know, or I'm happy to just have a phone call, but a meaningful phone call with someone, right? Or, um, really good, long, meaningful hike with a friend or by myself. And I will be fine that way too. Um, It's so interesting how, yeah, I, I don't, I do need connection. I think we all are social humans and we're wired for that connection. But I now see such a big difference between quality connection and meaningful mm. connection versus just connecting for the sake of not being alone. Oh, that is so good. You know what this is? This is a recalibration. <laughs> this really is. And as you're listening in to our dear listeners, think about this for your own life as well. Because Elena, I've been there. I know what you mean with the super busy days. That is actually how I lived out uh, basically my 20s. For like 10 to 12 years straight, I would be out of the house from 7 a.m. until midnight. And then on the weekends, I wouldn't come home until like six in the morning. Like talk about like, was I avoiding something? Maybe. But it was yeah. it was that kind of exhaustion of being out and people, you know, sometimes we take it, I took it as a compliment when people are like, you're so social. I'm like, yeah, totally. Like, you know, I talk to a lot of people. And then you feel so, so depleted lonely. when you come I, home, yeah, right? I was depleted. I think I was probably <laughs> hiding from some sort of shame from myself. So I had there's, that experience. There's a lot of stig- stigma around loneliness, right? Like if you're a lonely, you're a loser. A lot of people are sh- like there's a- shame alone, yeah. around it. Alone then. Yeah, I think there's something to be said about that. And it, it does make sense that especially in my 20s, I took it as such a compliment because uh, I mm-hmm. think the uh, social life in your 20s, especially your early 20s, looks so different than, let's say, mm-hmm. in your 30s, which is where oh, I'm yeah. now. And then, you know, like near my late 20s and 30s, and especially the last few years, especially after I quit my job to work on this business, I also opened up to a spiritual path. And so there was a lot of cocooning and I had to re-identify who I really was because I didn't feel like going out to the bars anymore. I didn't feel like going out and having dinners and being around big groups of people anymore. But what COVID has shown me is that I had swung real hard to the side of solitude to the point where I was saying no to enough engagements that I missed out on some of the very meaningful connections I could have made. And I think for what I learned FOMO at the beginning. Oh my gosh. It was like hardcore (laughs) FOMO. And then I learned to say no and it felt really, really good. And then I said no too much. And then it felt really, really bad. And I think it was COVID where it's like, Oh, you want some alone time? Hey, okay. (laughs) It's like way too much alone time. And I'm realizing now within myself. And so this is to our listeners who's listening in. What's your balance, you guys? Like, how much alone time do you need? Where in your life are meaningful connections? And don't ditch this. Make sure you pay extra attention to this. What are the funzy things that you can do? I got so serious in terms of finding myself and getting deep into interconnection that I lost track of some of the things that make life a little bit lighter. 
And sometimes it's the things mm-hmm. that make life a little bit lighter that also creates the connection that you crave. What is have think about like the best times that you've had with friends. That's when you're like rolling on the floor, laughing, being silly, giggling about nothing. That's when I feel most connected to people anyway. And I, I miss that a lot in my life. That's what I found. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like also maybe I lost a little bit that sense of lightness, the deeper I go, <laughs> but <laughs> But going back to that shame and stigma of being lonely and alone, what I also know that some people feel like, for example, going to a restaurant alone is like shameful and scary and Mm. not cool or traveling alone is not cool and you might be perceived as a loser. I totally embrace it. Like I not only go to restaurants on my own, all the time. I love going to restaurants alone, right? Like I love just sitting down, people watching, eating my meal. I actually feel like this is where, where the real confidence comes from, right? Mm. Really unlearning. Yeah. Yeah. Like you think about (laughs) that. You, in Europe, you go for a coffee, you people watch and it actually isn't weird. That's my favorite. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a sign of, you know, low self-esteem. It's it's a sign right. that, you know, th- there is your sen- sense of self-worth is damaged. If you can't be alone, if you can't spend time with yourself, if you can't go for that long walk without your phone and your headphones, um, if you can't travel on my own, like, oh my God, traveling solo is the best thing ever for me, mm. right? So mm. I think embracing that solitude. And again, like, I think that, again, loneliness is marked by, by that sense of isolation. Solitude, you can be isolated, right? But you are enjoying your own company. You're comfortable being with yourself, with your thoughts. You're writing them down. You're paying attention. You're being mindful. Um, this is what our whole journey is about, right? Like just connecting with yourself and discovering yourself and becoming yourself. Yeah. <laughs> the true name of our podcast. You know mm-hmm. what? Exactly. Becoming yourself. That's what it's all about. So let's do it this way. Cause I'm still like, my heart's still out there for you, for you. If you're sitting in and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Interconnection. Got it. It's a process, <laughs> but I am like the, seriously so yeah, lonely and the holidays <laughs> is going to suck because I, I feel so disconnected. So let's give everyone some advice on how to like stay physically, not physically, we cannot, but how to stay connected externally to other people. And then let's end off with this becoming yourself of how we can lure what we can lend up for people to create connection within themselves and be okay with the solitude. But let's first start with Mm -hmm. the external, especially since it's near the holidays. And that's probably what many people, including myself, including myself, uh, are craving. So what do you think about? Do you do you want to clarify what you mean by external once again? Right. Okay. so I'm talking interconnection, which is connection uh, to yourself versus external Mm. connection, meaning Mm. that. Maybe it's been six months since we talked to certain friends or any friends at all, because the only time we see them is in person. And while we haven't been doing much in person, maybe it's about reaching out to, I don't know, family or whatever, like staying connected to other people, especially around the holidays Mm -hmm. to battle the loneliness. Hmm. Well, Let me think about it. So I, you know, I recently, I know we talked about this book in the past, but this is one of my favorite authors and one of my favorite books. It's Lori Gottlieb. Um, She wrote a book uh, called Maybe You Should Talk to Someone. Mm -hmm. It's about therapy. (laughs) So I think that if you feel lonely and if you feel isolated, Um, and you don't know where to begin, I think there's no reason for you to do it alone. I hired therapists 
and coaches and read so many books on this topic and watched so many TED Talks and, you know, documentaries and things like this um, about this topic, right? So I think what we need to seek in the time where when we're suffering from something like loneliness and isolation, we need to seek clarity and someone can help us do that. And by seeking clarity, we're able to edit our story. We're very, so Lori Gottlieb, this author of the book I'm talking about, she's talking about us being very unreliable narrators. So <laughs> the story we tell ourselves about our loneliness, it's just that. It's the story we tell ourselves often. And often we suffer for no reason. And I was a good example of that, right? Um, you can always look at your loneliness and say, oh my God, poor me, right? And become a victim and fall into that trap. Or you can look at it and say, why, why not why is it happening to me, but it's happening for me. There is a reason. And how can I use this opportunity? So I think in, I think number one thing we, we, we need to do both in internal and external case mm-hmm. <laughs> is seeking clarity. I think seeking clarity, why we're feeling a certain way, that emotional management piece, I think is the most important because at the end of the day, what we want is to feel a certain way and we need to get to the bottom of it, not by numbing our loneliness with um, a fourth season of Crown on the Netflix, which I devoured in three days. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or, um, you know, just like doing something. I know we talked a lot about how we self-sabotage and stuff like that, but really sitting with our discomfort and, finding the reason of that and having those meaningful conversations um, with those people who make us feel a certain way. So I don't know if that's sort of very generic, but I hope that comes across right. (laughs) What, what is your, what, what is your solution? Yeah, I think uh, getting professional help, whether by a therapist or a coach, depending on what you need is such sound advice. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Both a therapist and a coach has gotten me through so, so much and really helped with this uh, feeling of like, okay, you don't have to be alone in this. You don't have to take it all on. So the advice that I have, I'm going to keep it on the lighter side for now. I usually go so deep, but no, we're going to keep it nice and light and for connecting to externals, to other people. So the opposite of loneliness is togetherness. We're craving a sense of together. We're in this together. We are connected. So think about it. In what ways can you create that sense of togetherness? One, oh, before I dive into that, this is kind of like a separate thread, but a very important thread. Are you being explicit with the people in your life about what you need? So what I mean by that is sometimes people are totally fine not talking to you for six months. I'm actually one of those friends. Um, I will not text anyone for six months. And I pick up where we left off and I'm like, okay, I assume we're okay because nothing really happened in between. And I think of you fondly and I think our friendship is still as strong. Is that okay with you? Because if not, you need to be explicit about what you need. Maybe reaching out more often or even just letting your friends or social group know like, hey, listen, you know, I've been feeling really lonely lately. I think I need more connection or like, oh, I want to have more chats. One way that you can be explicit is just simply sending people messages when you think of them. That's also something that I do. I am, yes, that friend who won't message you for six months because I'm totally cool with it. But I'm also Mm -hmm. that friend where when I think of you, I don't hesitate to message you to be like, hey, I'm thinking of you. Just wanted to let you know I miss you. Sending you love and light. And that's it. A little bit of connection there. So is there someone that you're missing that you want to reach out to? Often what happened pre-COVID was that that would usually lead up to uh, a meetup in person. And what's happening during COVID, it it's a Zoom call. 
So that's one thing that you can do if you want to feel more connected to the people around you. Now, let's come back to that togetherness. We want to feel like we're in this together. How can we do that? Well, going off of what I last, where I last left off, Zoom calls are really great. You could even set up a weekly, biweekly, or monthly Zoom call with your social group. That could be something. Then that way, everyone knows that that is exactly when you're going to meet and it's easier to set time aside. Because despite the fact that it's COVID and we're all not really going anywhere, we're still somehow super busy and it's still hard to get together. I actually have a friend who moved all the way across the country to where you are, Elena, to Toronto. And mm-hmm. We actually have a biweekly phone call and we know that every two weeks we're going to catch up with each other. And I feel still feel so connected to her because we've set that time together. So that's one way that you can create that togetherness. Another way that you can create a togetherness is this one's a fun one and it's totally holiday related. Do a gift exchange. I do that with my friends almost every single year and it's always so much fun. There's this website, if you haven't heard of it, called elfster.com where you can set up gift exchanges from or with or in, however you do it. And uh, you essentially just go on the website. It's free to use. And you put all the people who are in the secret Santa pot and you are able to sort it out all online. It's fun. Oh, you I've been you using like buy years. online gifts and put it and. Put yeah. It in? So, so how about it? Yeah. How it works is that with secret Santa on Elfster, let's say there's five or six people in the group. You put all five or six names in. Uh, Elfster shuffles it, tells you who your secret Santa person or like who you're buying for. And then you can secretly ask that person questions. So you can Mm -hmm. be like, oh, what do you Mm -hmm. need this year? Or like, oh, Mm -hmm. are you like a size small? And then it'll come from anonymous and, uh, and then you can buy the gift from wherever, then ship it to them. So I'm telling you, I know a lot of people are tired of Zoom and all that, (laughs) but, but I've never been more connected to people than starting um, of March of this year when we Mm. were all set home. Like I'm so connected to people thanks to, thanks to, to zoom (laughs) and all the, the, yeah. So yeah. I love it. Yeah. But again, I, I think it really depends on the person. And if you are an actual extrovert, what's working for me or Veronica might not work for you. (laughs) That's also something to keep in mind. Yeah. Feel it out. These are just ideas. So I love Elfster. Another thing that I love doing on Zoom is playing games. There's this thing called Jackbox TV. You do actually have to buy it, but uh, I think it's like a small fee. Everyone can play on their phones. You can go on Zoom, share the screen. And that's kind of like one of those lighter things that I was talking about that you can do with friends. It doesn't always have to be a serious catch up or it doesn't always have to be a whole big thing. You can just get online and play some games. Mm-hmm. The, I have t- two more. The other thing is, you know what, if you do want to have more meaningful conversations, perhaps you'd like to start an online book club. What better way to connect with like-minded people than to start a book club for one of the books that you've been meaning to read? Perhaps it can be, maybe you should talk to somebody or maybe you should talk to someone. The one that Elena just, uh, the one that Elena just It's an awesome offered book, up. seriously. Yeah, I used to be a Desire Map facilitator. Love that book. Love Danielle Laporte. And there's tons of Desire Map book clubs out there. What an amazing book club to put together, especially as we come into the new year, because Desire Map is all about um, creating the life that you want and getting clear on what it is that you desire. There's so much connection when you're able to do that with like-minded people. So that's another one that I'd like to offer up. Then lastly, you know what? Think about volunteering. Where can you serve? Where can you help people? It feels like togetherness when you're able to tap into the compassion and the love and the kindness within yourself. 
And you're able to shine that light out and share a little bit of that light with somebody who would very much need it or appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know volunteering might look different now. It's actually a good idea to look into because I don't know how <laughs> how volunteering looks these days because of COVID. Yeah, I know here, I actually haven't checked into the program this year, but there is actually a secret Santa for seniors. And I used to love doing it. I'm saying used to as in like pre-COVID. So again, not sure how it's going to go down this year, but essentially these seniors will give you their like wish list and you get to go shopping for it. Then you actually drop it off at the center and then the staff gives, uh, gives the gifts out. And I always found it honestly, like the sweetest thing when I read the mm. wish list, because the <laughs> wish list would be like, it's like, oh, a clock with big numbers, a vino Aww. lotion. I'm like, oh <laughs> my gosh, it's way too cute. <laughs> so that's, that's one idea. If there's a secret Santa for seniors or something, I always err toward like seniors because even at the best of times, they kind of get forgotten around the holidays and they feel lonely. So yeah. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I think what we're talking about, I know we're about to start wrapping up our discussion. I think Mm -hmm. we're talking about loneliness in a sense of normal loneliness. Again, when it gets, it can get into the territory of mental health, serious, (laughs) that that means um, you need to see a professional. Um, When you feel apathy, uh, when you f- actually feel like you're disconnected, um, don't try to put a Band-Aid on it. Seek mm. professional help. Yeah, if depression starts to set in, seek Yeah, help. because I, I do have to say that I have, I've lost a family member to, um, to mental health issue. Mm. And I think that was primarily due to loneliness. Um, it was my grandmother. So I, I do like, love your idea (laughs) about helping seniors this holiday Mm -hmm. season and supporting them, because I do think that those people get the loneliest around holiday season. So I love this idea. Tap into your sense of care that actually can start to create a sense of connection within yourself. So we are wrapping up the last few minutes of this conversation. Let's take a pit stop at the place where we find connection within ourselves. Mm -hmm. What are your suggestions for creating a deeper connection with yourself? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, as I mentioned, I was running away from myself for way too long. And this pandemic gave me an opportunity to um, sit with myself because I was between the four walls and I had nowhere to run from myself. And I really embraced this opportunity. And I have to tell you, nothing feels better and nothing makes you feel um, more empowered and more like yourself when you actually um, start listening to the thoughts that are running in your own head and questioning those thoughts and starting becoming comfortable with who you are. And um, I know we've been talking a lot about it, but try meditation. I think it's the best form of connecting to yourself out there for a reason. And I've been now meditating for probably good three years. And uh, the first couple of years, I was thinking that I was doing it wrong. I was, there were times when I was thinking it was a waste of time. I just thought that I'm not capable of meditating. But this past year, I became addicted to it and addicted in a really good way. And I think this is what made me really, really, really feel so connected to myself. And I can't recommend it more. Um, the app that I'm using now, and I've used many apps in the past. Um, I used 10% Happier. I used Headspace and Calm. But my recent purchase is um, the new Deepak Chopra app. 
I'm a big fan of Mr. Mm. Chopra (laughs) (laughs) and his meditations are just out of this world, in my opinion, Uh, just like his voice and his wisdom and knowledge and how he walks you through it. The structure of his meditations is wonderful. And I do do them at least once a day. I try to do them morning and, and night when I can. And it really impacted quality of my life and my mindfulness and the sense of connection. And I am so now so good at catching when that anxiety creep creeps in. Um, when, you know, I'm not feeling myself, I know how to turn inwards. So meditation was really, really helpful for me in this sense. I think connecting with nature, um, And this is such a simple one, right? But we often feel, we often overlook it. And this summer, I was one with nature for sure. Like I did my morning runs. I just, if I didn't feel like a run, I would go for a walk or like for a hike. It always, and sometimes you have to drag yourself out there, but it always feels so worth doing afterwards. And now I'm not going to lie. I hate winter. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I actually dislike it so much, but you know, even in the midst of winter, I know when I bundle up and I get myself out there and go for a nice walk, it always makes me feel connected to myself so much more. And my advice, do it without a phone. Leave your phone and your headphones at home and just do it and, and go for a walk with yourself and your own thoughts. Because what we tend to do is run away from ourselves using any excuse. I My excuse, I don't know about you, my excuse is always like, oh, I'm going to listen to something helpful, useful, right? I'm going to listen to another podcast or audiobook. But you need to find a way to connect to yourself without any external noise. And there's nothing better than meditation or going for a walk and being one with nature to be able to connect with yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sort of, those are my two go-tos. <laughs> yeah. What about you? I I love those two go-tos. I love the outside. I will find any excuse to go outside. I will live outside. Even when it's minus 30 in Alberta. I have taken an hour long walk in minus 29 (laughs) because I go a little stir crazy when I don't get enough outside. So I know that there's something out there with the outside, just the, uh, uh, let me, okay. So I have so many thoughts. Let me elaborate on your ideas. Cause I think they're so fantastic and maybe give a couple of suggestions for people to try out. So when you're out in nature and if you're going to, I actually love listening to podcasts. I, I spend quite a bit of time in my own brain on a day-to-day basis, reflecting, journaling. So when I go outside, it's almost like my playtime. And I usually like listening to podcasts. I usually like listening to music. (laughs) I have a story about music. Okay, we'll take a quick pit stop there because I was saying how I had been missing that lighter, fun element in my life for Mm -hmm. so long that it wasn't until I think it was last Christmas, I had a, a coach who was like, okay, what can you do that's fun? And I was like, fun. Like, I mean, I've talked about it. I tell people it's good for them, but like for myself, like fun. And she's like, yeah, I was like, I I can listen to music maybe. And it had been the first time after that session with her that I had listened to music, like not yoga music, not meditation music, not some sort of podcast that I learned from, but like, I actually love EDM. So like a little Mm. bit of Avicii, a little bit of um, whoever the heck else I was listening to, Tritonal, I think. And like, I sat in the car, I danced a little bit and I was like, in my head, I was like, music? Mm, music <laughs> what? is good. I love listening. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it it is so wonderful to stay connected to yourself if especially you spend a lot of time outside. But if you do want to bring that element of fun in, that element of connecting yourself with yourself in that way, yeah, try a little bit of 
music, like fun music. That's one thing to try. The second thing is if you are practicing in silence, notice everything around you. And right now in Canada, it is winter, meaning that there's probably snow where you are. And that lends up an excellent opportunity to experience all the different textures. There is the texture of snow underneath your feet, the crunching of the snow underneath your feet, the texture of the ice. And even with ice, there's like the um, thick chipped ice. There's the slippery ice. Just noticing all the textures around you. And there's this childlike curiosity that starts to emerge through you when you're not trying to finish a walk, when you're not trying to get anywhere. So use that kind of like a mindfulness walking meditation, if you will. You don't have to take it very seriously either. When I go on walks, I am oftentimes crouching down, poking at things. Never anything alive. I don't want to hurt them, but like poking at things, like looking at things, allow yourself to see the world in that lens. Another way you can test it out, and this is also in silence, and it just brings you back into presence. And the presence is what connects you to the deeper part of yourself is this one is... um advice lent up by Eckhart Tolle. And he did this fantastic interview with Oprah. It's like a 10-part series for his book, Mm -hmm. Uh, A New Earth. And in it, it was him and Oprah because they both did it. They talk about taking a walk out in nature without any labels, without Mm -hmm. saying, this is a tree, this is a flower, this is a river, this is a rock. No, none of that. You just observe without any labels. And that's going to bring you to a really peaceful place. That's something else that you can try. So there's three things for you guys to try out when it comes to being out in nature. Then the last thing that I want to lend up, the meditation is great. I'm going to bring you into a place of contemplation. And perhaps this is exactly where you want to start. It really goes with what we were talking about, especially what you had mentioned, Elena, which is to contemplate whether you just want to think about it or whether you want to journal on it, like totally up to you. Um, do you like being alone? Are you okay with being alone? If you're not okay with being alone, if you're not okay with eating out at a restaurant by yourself, at sitting at a coffee shop and people watching by yourself or without a phone or without a laptop to hide under or behind, or I suppose you wouldn't hide under it. So like to hide behind, (laughs) are you like, is that something that you actually want to do? Or do you say that that's not what you want to do because that's not what you, and there's there's that key word, should do? Is there a should that's coming up? Is there a social expectation that's coming up? Mm-hmm. Thinking about being in my early 20s, that was a huge part of me. Like, who the, what kind of loser stays at home on a Saturday night? And yet there were- Me, actually, I love like, staying home on a Saturday night. Like, <laughs> And yet there were actually so many Saturday nights that I really wanted to stay at home. And there was actually one Saturday night that I did. And I had a glass of wine. I took a bath. I was reading a book. And I told a friend, I was like, I'm having wine, reading a book. And she's like, uh, who does that? And there was some pretty hard judgment. And I never did it again. Well, until now, right? (laughs) That's like basically all of my Saturday nights. But that judgment closed me up. Are you guys letting judgment close you up from what you really want? Yeah. I love this conversation. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And you know what? The 10 part series by uh, Oprah and um, Eckhart Tolle that you mentioned, they were life transforming for me. I listened um, to it, um, I think three times. Yes. To the the whole 10, 10 part because there is so much wisdom in what Absolutely. they're talking about. And, and that walk where you're not labeling things, I think this is like their like part one where they talk about it. Um, it's actually quite hard. You go and you try not to label and then you notice how your thoughts are racing about trying not to think about not labeling, but you are labeling. It's like, 
just being that observer of your own chatter in your head. I know I might sound a little mm-hmm. crazy right now, but because I've tried and experienced it, um, it's really cool. It's a really good advice and really good exercise. Yeah. And actually, I think I know we're closing up the conversation, but I think the noticing the texture, especially in winter, what which lends up tons of different textures, uh, is a great way of not labeling it. I can seriously look at a an iced over river for ages like right when like not when it's totally iced over but when the crystals are forming and i like to poke at it prod at it listen to it and there is it's actually kind of an intimate experience it feels like you really get to know that river you get to feel like you really get to understand the transformation that is experiencing and that's a fun place to start veronica listening to you i am understanding how much i need to change my perspective about winter (laughs) (laughs) you yeah you know what you you were like such a winter lover and i'm understanding similarly to how i was looking at loneliness um from the long like wrong perspective i think i'm looking at winter from the wrong perspective I need to really learn to embrace it because I'm like, I have all these beliefs about winter right now. I'm, I'm not loving it. So I just need to work on my, my winter perception. Honestly, that (laughs) is myself out there buy myself some, some skates. (laughs) Yeah. Like open up your eyes to the new things, but it is so hilarious that you're calling me a winter lover because Mm. I actually also hated winter. And uh, that's actually why I moved to Vancouver. I moved to Vancouver, I think back in 2010 or something like that. I was like, I cannot take another winter here in Edmonton. I will die. Okay. Let me vent for a second. Probably (laughs) I'm probably in a bad spot event because you're probably get your winter is probably even more harsh than here in Toronto but I just like I can't believe that winter here is like at least six months it's so not fair like we had a snowstorm in May and and then we usually get our first snowstorm in November so it's like solid six to seven months of winter and we get this crazy wind from the lakes like we get the wind chill so it can be like minus 15 but minus Minus 25 with wind chill and you're walking outside and you can't even breathe because this wind in in your face the last thing i'm thinking when i'm walking in these conditions is feeling out the texture of the ice (laughs) or like let's just try to keep all your toes all i want is to like magically appear in my warm bed in that Uh, moment hilarious so i need to work on that i think you know there also is something to be said about going outside because you want to versus going going outside because you have to get somewhere so that's I know. yeah True. that's totally not, different too. Not, not six months of winter are like what it, i described it Some is a lot and you know beautiful what what had changed my perception is that we do indeed get about six i i would say eight actually from december up until june how how long is that june, march april may yeah okay fine six seven months of winter um Well, because it's half the year or more and I go stir crazy when I don't go outside and I wasn't planning on moving out of Canada anytime soon. It's like you kind of have to embrace (laughs) it then. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm already secretly planning a trip and packing my bags because I know I I won't be able to survive six to seven months of this craziness. (laughs) I can't wait till we tell everybody. You guys will just have to wait. Okay. For now, though, oh my gosh, let's let's call this good. It was a fantastic conversation. You guys who are listening in, you've got about six, seven different things to play around with, to try out and uh, find connection. And we would love to hear from you if you feel lonely or if something, you know, what we mentioned resonates with you or um, if there are some resources that you loved and want to share with us, um, let us know. We would love to hear from you. Yes, yes, yes. And if you're not already doing so by now, make sure that you have subscribed to the Becoming Yourself podcast. Also, catch us on Instagram at by underscore podcast. That is where we give extra nuggets of wisdom and give you updates on new episode releases. Mm -hmm. We'll be recording another live there soon as well. (laughs) Okay, you guys. Until next time, 
time. Uh, we hope that you get some time to try out these tools and advice for connection and that you stay safe and that you stay well. Yeah, it's it was good to talk to you, Veronica, and we'll catch up with you guys in a couple of weeks. All right. Bye. Goodbye for now.